the volume nice and loud. Because we are controlling transmissions with dance beats and RE. You're in the mix with Lil Drummer Girl. With your host, Dawn Marie. Hey there, it's Marie Mutel. Thank you for joining us for another episode of The Little Drummer Girl. Today we have a very special guest, Matt Pointer of The Hip Abduction. Matt is from the Tampa Bay area and is now a successful touring musician with the tropical indie pop group The Hip Abduction. Matt tours an average of 120 days out of the year and has been their recording and touring drummer since 2011. The band has had progressive success with the latest two albums, self-titled and Gold Under the Glow, and continues to acquire new fans from around the globe. I'm here with Matt live today. He's opening for the three-day art, music, and film festival at Cultura in downtown St. Petersburg, and he's making time for me to have this interview during his sound check. So, without further ado, here's Matt. So, Matt, how old were you the first time you began playing music? Well, I was five years old. I started playing piano. I asked my parents. I was always into music. I actually have this cool video of my dad. Uh, on Christmas when I was five years old. It's the morning time and he's whispering and he's talking about how um, ever since I was old enough to sit up I've wanted to do music, you know. And I still have that video. It was an old school home tape. But uh, I started playing guitar at 12 and I didn't start drums until I was 15 because it was the loud instruments my parents didn't want me to play. But uh, yeah, my parents have been super supportive. My dad, you know, noticed that I was saving money for it and uh, he actually matched everything I was saving to buy my first drum set. And uh, poor poor mom would sit in the other room while I'd practice during the day and, you know. So, yeah, drums, 15, music, I, I'm five years old, so. That's that's amazing, That it's nice to have a supportive family. Uh, are they musical themselves? Uh, my mom played a little piano. Um, my brother picked up trumpet and bass for a little bit, but they didn't really stick with it. Um, but listening to music, that was always a thing, you know. My parents always had tunes playing, so... That's yeah. so important. Yeah. Do you remember the first song you learned how to play? It was, uh, not the whole song, but it was the opening lick to Dance of Eternity by Dream Theater. Uh, the... Boom, boom. Uh, yeah, that was it. And then, basically I was a Dream Theater freak. Everything was Dream Theater. Mike Portnoy was my favorite. Uh, yeah, that was that was the start. So that's awesome. How many days a week do you practice? Well, on the road, it's almost non-existent. But hands, I get I get a lot of practice pad time, but it's mostly just maintenance and chops. And then uh, when I'm home, I'll put in two hours a day of pretty consistent practicing. I make it a point to wake up and get the practicing done. You know. Uh, I love practicing. It's just very hard to do on the road. So yeah, it's very disciplined of you to do that. Do you teach music at all? <laughs> I do, but again, with touring so much, it's been hard to keep my students. Really, um, I have one ten-year-old student. His name's Ian, and he reminds me of me when I was little. I used to take piano lessons, you know, and I had an older teacher who stuck with me the whole time. And I started Ian when he was seven, and he's just been like a little brother, basically. So he's actually going to be involved in my wedding that's in a month. Like, yeah, he's, he's my little brother, so... Congratulations! Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. So, how did you get started with the band? I auditioned for an ensemble at St. Petersburg College, and the original drummer for the hip abduction was the judge for my audition. And 
after the audition, he asked me to take some lessons with him, and then two weeks later, he had me subbing for the band, and then over time, he wanted to start a family and, you know, kind of back out of setting up drums every night and stuff, and he passed the torch, so I'm always grateful for that, too. So. That's amazing. See, you just don't know when it's going to happen and how it's going to happen. I'm so excited you're a native of Tampa and St. Pete here. Uh, you're my first nationally recognized drummer that I'm interviewing, and I'm so stoked. Uh, I really love the band sound. And how did you come up with the sound and, and really get the influences? What were your influences on it? So on the road, we tour with less guys. So I actually have a sample pad. It's the Roland SPDSX. And uh, I will use, for certain songs that are percussion heavy, I'll use backing tracks on that. So I'll play to a click, and then they'll fire out to the front of the house. But... Um, other than that, I have little tricks around the kit. I have a stack of symbols. It's two broken effects symbols. I have uh, the HHX Ozone 18-inch symbol on the bottom. It's broken. And then an 18-inch Zildjian effects on top that's broken. And then I have a tambourine on top of that. Oh, wow. So then it's a very quick crash. And I pair that with my snare drum to kind of sound like an 808 like uh, electronic snare mix. Uh, and other than that, I use the sample pad for like hand claps, uh, you know, the rims of the drums, things like that. So nice. we have a couple of percussionists in the band who play uh, things live as well, uh, djembe, tambourine shakers, all that. So very cool. Yeah. So before I joined the band, I was a metalhead and I played metal drums, rock, all that stuff. And uh, the band had a very world influenced Paul Simon, Graceland kind of sound mixed with a reggae like Bob Marley. And that kind of opened the doors to that kind of music for me. Um, and I started listening to more of that. And then the new album, we were actually listening to a lot of 80s synth pop. And uh, we found a way to still take you to that paradise and have the reggae tropical sounds, but keep this synth pop sound. So we, we kind of merged the two of those together on Gold Under the Glow, um, which I thought it, it worked out, you know? So hopefully to develop our own sound. Absolutely. I was watching some of your videos and right away I was like, oh, I want to go there. I want to be there. You made me really feel like I was part of that whole ambiance. Was, was one of those shot in, is that um, Machu Picchu by any chance? No, so they were shot in, um, man, where were those shot? We had our latest video was shot in Yosemite, out the national park out in California. Okay. And um, Costa Rica, that was That's it. That was the other. That was shot. my next so, yeah, choice. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I, I wasn't there for that. Our singer actually took a trip with uh, his friend, who happened to be the filmographer, videographer, whatever the word is. Really well done. Yeah. Beautiful. I thought it came out nice. Um, your self-titled album was released and shot up to number two on the iTunes reggae charts and number five on the Billboard reggae charts in 2013. How did that make you feel? That was surreal. I I remember I just moved into where I live now and it was the first time moving out on my own and I was up all night you know like oh man the album's gonna be released at midnight and this is the first album I've been on that actually is getting released on all media forms um, and we were just a local band we didn't really tour yet or anything and I woke up in the morning and I saw all of the social media going on the buzz about the album and it just blew my mind yeah it was it was a crazy feeling so that must be a really wild feeling <laughs> you play 120 gigs a year it's such a physical demanding uh, instrument to play how do you do it physically i think uh before touring i was doing a lot of cover gigs in the area and i was doing probably 270 shows a year with cover gigs which are four hours four hours long so that was pretty much my conditioning and 
other than that, like on the road, we play 90 minute sets now, so it's a lot easier than four hours. And we all try to stay physically, you know, active and, uh, you know, hike mountains and run and do pull-ups at rest stops. You so, just have to keep moving and try to eat healthy, you know, so. Yeah, it must be a little tough when you're on the road to eat healthy. It is very tough. Whole Foods and uh, <laughs> Panera Bread, that's what we live off of. <laughs> and Chipotle. Yep. Yeah, actually. <laughs> do you get nervous before you go on stage? Not anymore. When I first started playing out, I used to shake and hyperventilate. And my first show, I remember I threw up probably four times wow. before the show. And we were about the second song in, I realized I felt like I wanted to throw up. I realized I wasn't even breathing. I'm like <laughs> holding my breath the whole time. So I learned a lot just from those first few years of playing out, you know. That's breathe. a good thing you didn't pass out. <laughs> yeah, I, I swore I was going to. Well, have you had any embarrassing moments on stage? Occasionally I hit myself in the face with a drumstick. <laughs> But the most embarrassing that I'll talk about is uh, was in Denver, Colorado in July this year. I trigger a sample that starts the whole show. It's a void that kind of sounds like you're in line for a roller coaster or something at an amusement park. Uh, it's like, welcome, blah, blah, blah. So I trigger it, and for whatever reason, lack of sleep maybe, I accidentally hit the exit sound off button on my sample pad. And mid-sentence, the whole thing just stops and there's an awkward silence. So I had to start the show in a different way. You know, I had to count the band off and be all awkward. So that was probably, that's my moment. I bet you never did that again. No, never. Yeah. <laughs> I hit the pad and I'm hands up in the air until it's, it's time. <laughs> okay, Matt. So tell me, are you ready for the 11-stroke roll rapid-fire interview? Let's do it. All right. What's your favorite drum kit? Uh, right now I play a Crush Maple drum kit. Crush is made in Tampa, and uh, I just love the kit. It reminds me of a Yamaha, which I was always a fan of. But other than the Crush, I would say Yamaha Recording Customs and Thomas Star Classics are, are up there for me in favorites. So. Cool. What about your favorite symbol? Uh, pretty much anything Minel Byzance, but right now it is the Minel 15-inch Dual Hats and the Minel 18-inch Dual Crash because they're... They're dirty and bright at the same time, and it's just a sound quality I've never really heard yet until this year. A dual crash, that sounds really cool. Yeah, it's it's a uh, a unlathed, hand-hammered uh, inner circle part, and then the outer rim is lathed with a finish, and uh, so you get the brightness of the, the finish and then the darkness of the unlathed symbol, you know? Sweet. What are your favorite drumsticks to play with? Right now, I've been using Vic Firth 5.5As because the more I play, the 5As started to feel like chopsticks to me. <laughs> and we've been on some bigger stages lately and I hit a lot harder when I'm in that situation. And I don't mean to, I just do, but the thicker sticks just feel better to yeah. me right now, so. Can you name one of your favorite musicians? It always comes down to Benny Grab and Vinny Caliuta. Um, and then Andy Fizzadin from Australia. Those three guys are a huge part of my influences and in playing, so. Very cool. And what about one of your favorite albums of all time? It's Void. Uh, the band is called Void and the album's called Void. It's uh, an Australian fusion band, Andy Fizzadin on drums. And uh, they were all just young cats, like 20, early 20s, I think. And it's some of the most well-written fusion music and well-produced. It's just, it's a great album. It's kind of hip-hop mixed with fusion. It's it's awesome. So. That sounds interesting. I'll have to check that out. Yeah. So what would you say is your favorite genre of music? 
it changes a lot, but um, usually fusion jazz because I'm a nerd like that. But uh, <laughs> lately I've been listening to, I don't know if you call it metal, it's heavy. It's Animals as Leaders. It's Matt Garska on drums. He's 26 or 27 years old. He is the next Vinnie Caliuta in my opinion. He's just pushing the boundaries. And he's only 26 or whatever, so it's, it's, wow. it's I can't even imagine when he's 50 what he's going to sound like. So. <laughs> what is your favorite food? Anything with avocado and bacon. But other than that, ice cream or Reese's peanut butter cups. Those are... Mm. Oh, those are good. Yeah. And what would you say is your favorite travel spot? <sighs> Europe as a whole is pretty awesome. I can't pinpoint any one area. But uh, other than that, in the States, it's got to be Colorado. Because it's just so scenic. You, you can drive for two hours and hit desert. Next thing you know, you're in a forest. And then you're in a city. And then there's snow. It's crazy. It's awesome. It's a beautiful place. Have you ever gone whitewater rafting? I have. Um, and in North Carolina and Virginia. And yeah, the Whitewater Center. We actually played there this year in North Carolina. And we actually, we got, we were, we told him we wanted to be crazy. So the guy made us do a thing called the Lazy Turtle. And we were spinning around. We fell out. No and went all down the river. It was great. It was an awesome time. So <laughs> I suggest that to anybody. That sounds fun. I went once in Colorado, down the Colorado River. It was beautiful. Scary as hell, but beautiful. I bet. Uh, what is, is your favorite activity when you're not working? I, I think it's drumming. I don't know. <laughs> and I don't consider drumming even work, so I, you know, I don't know. Drumming, I think, and eating food. Those are my two favorites. Awesome. Are you a spender or a saver? I spend everything. I You can't take it with you and... I always want things. I feel like I need something new all the time, so I'm always buying new drum stuff, and my fiance hates that, but that's that's the way it goes when you're a musician. And what would you say is your biggest pet peeve? People playing while I'm trying to tune my drums. That's 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 a crazy one right there. I could see that being annoying. <laughs> well, I can't wait to hear you guys tonight. I'm looking forward to it. Well, Matt, thank you again. You're welcome. It's been it's been a good time. Thank Being you. Here. How can our listeners stay in touch and follow you? Uh, well, the band is on Spotify, iTunes. We're on pretty much all the things. Google Play, YouTube. Did I say YouTube yet? Okay. We're on uh, uh, Pandora, all that stuff. So you can find us pretty much anywhere. And then me, as a drummer, I'm pretty much only on YouTube. I need to get better about having more videos, but... Uh, I'm on Instagram and uh, Facebook, Matt Pointer, P-O-Y-N-T-E-R. So, awesome. Yeah. And I'll be sure to put the links up in the show notes for that so they can stay in touch and awesome. reach out. And uh, please stay in touch with me if you have any new releases or if you have any more shows coming in town. I'd love to let people know out there what's happening. We do have a secret show in March that I cannot announce yet, but I will let you know. All right. Yeah. I'd like to be in the know. There you go. <laughs> Uh, do you have any words of wisdom for future musicians, artists, or entrepreneurs out there? Well, I know it sounds cliche, but honestly, just don't give up. I mean, uh, this last year for us was the most trying of any time for us because we just really started touring hard. Financially, it was super difficult. Um, there were times when some people did quit the band and others wanted to, but I feel like when you're at that point, that's the point when it's about to break and things will start to work out. And if you really want something, you're going to find out how to make it happen, you know, uh, whether it's financial or, you know, time-consuming activities outside of that. Uh, yeah, if you want it bad enough, you'll make it happen. So just don't give up. I love that. That's really important because persistence is key. That's I right. find, you know, you can't give up. And I feel like, like you say, right there, you know, it's a breaking point, but... 
to just hold on another day. Right. Like the next day, it's like the rainbow came out. Right. <laughs> and the pot of gold yeah. is at the end there. And you think, oh my God, I was ready to throw it all away. You know? Just being nice to people and remembering, trying your hardest to remember their names. Yeah. And, you know, especially stagehands, like remember their name and thank them. And, you know, when you go back to that town, they're going to tell their friends how awesome it was. And, and you know, you're going to have friends there because of that. So that's... Absolutely. That is very good advice. Knowing what you now know, would you do it again? Yeah, I mean... <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Would you change anything? Uh, honestly, everything's gone in a weird way. Everything's gone exactly how I always envisioned it, you know? So I'm, I feel very lucky and fortunate for that, so... Well, that's awesome. Yeah. Well, thank you again, Matt, for everything. I know you got to get some dinner before you get up there on stage <laughs> It's been tonight. a pleasure. And, um, and I want, I can't, as I mentioned, I can't wait to see the show. And for you listeners out there, be sure to check my YouTube channel. There will be some footage up there from the show tonight. And that's at Little Drummer Girl with Dawn Marie Mutel. That's L-I-L Drummer Girl with Dawn Marie Mutel. And please, thank you for listening. And if you like this episode, please share it and subscribe. We're on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher Radio, and iHeartRadio. And remember, it's never too late to begin to live the life of your dreams and leave the trailblazer behind you. So rock on and rock out, and I'll catch you on the flip side. Namaste.